Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance, and this is episode three. And we are talking about The Rock in 2003. And we're going to talk about his run from SmackDown 2003 to his run up to Raw in 2003, all the way up to the final match with Goldberg. So that's what we have. And please stay tuned. Let's talk about The Rock. What I, what a lot of people, fans would call Hollywood Rock. And this Rock is basically, we're going to be talking about mainly 2003 rock. So let's talk about how this came to be about. Well, at WrestleMania 18, at this time, The Rock was facing Hollywood Hogan, and The Rock was the baby face. But you could feel the crowd starting to turn. And when The Rock came out and faced Hogan, the whole crowd turned on him. Now, they were able to, like, make this into a good thing because they wanted Hogan to turn in some ways. But this was the first sign that there was trouble with The Rock. So let's fast forward to he comes back in June of 2002 after Austin had walked out on the company. They bring back The Rock. And The Rock is, you know... You can feel the crowd kind of getting, once again, agitated with him. Because he has already done the Scorpion King. And that's done really well. And you are feeling the idea that he's going to do this going back and forth from Hollywood. And a lot of people are like, not really cool with that. I believe he was filming at the time, The Rundown. I'm not completely sure if that if that's what he was filming but I think in between there he was filming the rundown or it may be after SummerSlam that he that he's filming the rundown so we come to SummerSlam 2002 The Rock is the undisputed champion and he is facing Brock Lesnar the young up-and-comer in the Nassau Coliseum and this is a huge match. They treated this match almost like a UFC fight. They showed the training videos for both of them. It was, it was really something to behold. But at this match, The Rock faces Brock, and the crowd turns on The Rock again. This time, Brock is cheered, and the Nassau Coliseum is just going bonkers for the for Brock and Brock beats Rock now people don't know this but after after the match the Rock grabbed the microphone and the crowd is booing him and he sort of turns heel right then and there he turns into a bad guy because he he cuts a pro, a promo on the crowd it's it's something to behold so, The Rock leaves. 
And he was supposed to do something, I believe, the next night on Raw. But because of the booze, they were like, no, keep him away. So Rock is gone. And we don't know where, you know, we don't know where he's going. So we come to the 10th anniversary for Raw. And this is kind of the first time we've seen Rock in, you know, a couple of months here. And he cuts this promo and he's talking about, you know, Kurt Angle, how he beat him. And I didn't know this. I, I looked it up. But yeah, he did beat uh, Kurt Angle on January 3rd, 2000 in Pittsburgh, his hometown. So he was correct about that. But this promo went on and on and on and like nobody cared. And you could see the crowd almost wanting to boo him then. So I don't know if they knew that he was coming back as a heel then, but it seemed to be kind of in the works that he was becoming a heel. Because we flash forward now to 2003, and this is January 30th, 2003. Vince makes the announcement that Rock is facing Hogan at no way out. And the Rock shows up by satellite to address SmackDown. And he basically, he turns heel. He kind of becomes a villain, but it's not like officially villain yet, because usually you can tell when somebody's actually the villain, the, the announcers start talking about him in that way. And they hadn't really done this yet. They're just kind of hinting at it. So he's cutting a promo via satellite from Hollywood, California. And he makes fun of Green Bay. He, you know, he's hitting that catchphrase that he's got. Hit it strong, hit it fast. I never really liked that. It's it's a good promo. He's talking about like his assistant, and you know, he's he's basically playing up the idea that he's the Hollywood guy, and that he has assistants all taking care of him. It's a great idea, and it and it works really well. Now, February 6, two thousand and three, this SmackDown. He's not there again, but he's cutting a cr uh, promo on the Philadelphia crowd. And, you know, he's like talking to like an imaginary person. We, we don't know if it's like, it's apparent, we, we think it's a woman or something, but he starts talking about Hogan and he says like, you know, he's cutting a commercial with the Muppets and stuff like that. And he's kind of making fun of them. And, you know, he brings up the booze and he talks about how, you know, you're booing him and, you know, then later on, Hogan comes out, and Rock immediately interrupts him. And Rock, you know, yawns and tells him, you know what, you know, you, you do your thing, you know, do whatever you got to do, I'm, I'm going to leave. Kind of, you know, being really self-centered. We're, we're getting the, the basis for what Hollywood Rock will become. Now, flash forward to February 3rd, 2003. There's no rock. <laughs> no rock. We just, you know, you know, the announcers talk about the match that's coming up between Rock and Hogan, but there's no rock. So it's kind of a lame duck show as far as I'm concerned. So nothing to say there. Next week, February 20th, 2003, The Rock returns live to Indianapolis, Indiana. And this is the go-home show for No Way Out, which is going to be in Montreal. And he comes out, you know, 
you know, the, the crowd's kind of, you know, excited to see him and everything. Because we haven't seen him in a while. He's got, you know, his leather vest and the leather, the leather pants, which became the, the uniform of the Hollywood rock. And, you know, he cuts this great promo. It's like 12 minutes. He goes 12 minutes and he talks about how, you know, he, he almost waits three minutes before he says anything. And he rides the finally, finally, you know, almost turning it into a heel catchphrase. It's great. This, this is really him turning heel. This is when the, the announcers finally really recognize him as an official heel. And he's asking the fans, you know, why are you booing me? He's asking the questions that we're all like wondering. He's saying, you know, why, why, are, you, why are you booing me? You know, because I went to Hollywood, because I went to be successful. And he's saying, you know, why, why are you booing me? And it's great. He's actually asking the questions that are on all our minds. And he, cut, he goes to, you know, he, he finally comes to the conclusion. He says, okay, you guys have made your decision. You know what? You want to boo The Rock? Fine. You're going to get The Rock you don't want to see. He's like warning them. He's like, you know what? You, you want to... You want to boo me? Fine, but I'm going to give you a rock you're not going to like. And he does the, you know, if you smell what the rock is cooking. But he does it in a way that's heelish. He, he does the la 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 la. Then he, he says, he goes, he cuts them off. He goes, no, 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 no. You don't get to end, say the ending phrase. I'm going to say it. And he says, is cooking. Turning it into... A heel catchphrase. It's brilliant stuff. Now, later on in the show, Hogan comes out again. Now, this time, The Rock confronts him. He comes out, you know, and he, he's really acting, you know, cowardly a little bit. You know, he's telling him, you know, he's trying to go, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting because this is the first time in a long time you've seen The Rock, like, really, like, kind of being a coward. Like, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, any part of you, you know, backing off on them. He grabs water and, you know, he's, he makes fun of Hogan to his face. And then he, you know, says, are you going to apologize to The Rock? Yes or no? Which is a callback to last year when he said that to him and he rock bottomed Hogan. But this time Hogan says, no, actually he says, hell no. And the rock kind of goes back. He's like, whoop de doo you know, he's like, you know, and he kind of like runs away. And he he kind of goes back to he's like, you know, look, I'm just trying to entertain. I'm just being, you know, I'm just being let's let be bygones be bygones. And he puts his hand out there. And when he goes to shake his hand, he spits in Hogan's face and runs out of the ring. And it's a great build up to Hogan Rock 2. As he suckers Hogan into a handshake and spits at him. Like, really becoming a troll. <laughs> this Hollywood rock is really a troll. He trolls the audience. It's great. You know, that, one thing I didn't talk about in the, in the promo is when he was in Indianapolis, he talks about, he says, you know, there's so many hicks out here. Oh, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the hickory trees out there. So great. It's so funny. And he makes it work. Now, at this time, everything about Rock is about to change. He's still got his, you know, upbeat music at this time. But now we're going into No Way Out 2003. 
and no way out 2003 this is this is the real beginning because the rock comes out and he comes out to new music and it's still his his theme but it's got this swagger to it you know it's got this swagger you know it's slower it starts off with like these shots of like i, I assume hollywood and then it comes in with this and they had this annoying thing in the which they cut off after No Way Out 2003. But here he comes down, sauntering down to the ring, cocky rock. You know, we haven't seen this in a while. This we haven't seen this since like 1999. So for a fan as me, who was a fan of heel rock, seeing this was great because here he comes. This this jerk coming down the ring and he's letting everybody know he, he's the guy he, you know gets in the ring you know hogan comes out and now he's the hero they've switched places because at wrestlemania they didn't really play up the match changed it but now we got heel rock and babyface hogan and so this is you know a long time coming and this is in montreal canada which Canada is Hogan country, if anybody doesn't know. So there's a long entrances for both. And we, we get also the ref in this is Sylvain Grenier, which, if you're paying attention, is a good sign of telegraphing what's about to happen because we've never seen this guy before. So we get a rock bottom early in the match. And, and Rock is doing all these things like he's wearing Hogan's bandana. He's whipping him with his with his weightlifting belt. We get the sharpshooter in Montreal hearkening back to the screw job with with Bret Hart. I mean he's, I mean Rock is making fun of the crowd by clapping at them and doing everything. He's he's got a chair, but the Rock misses the. I mean the, the crowd kind of feels a little bit dead at this time because I I just I don't know it it didn't feel. He does the people's elbow. He does the spine buster with a spine on the pine. He goes through all that. You know, the, none of this really ends the match. And now Hogan's basically got, you know, rock beat. And the lights go out. And we don't know what's happened. But there's a chair in the ring and the ref is down. Vince McMahon comes out and he's like, what, what's going on, you know? You know, because, you know, McMahon is, is feuding with uh, Hogan at this time. This, their whole plan is moving to Hogan-McMahon. So Rock, you know, Rock is recovered, and now he's got the chair, and he hits Hogan right over the chair, and Hogan's bleeding. Hogan's bleeding, and he's groggy to get up, and Rock goes in, rock bottom. Rock bottom, one, two, three. You could almost say it's another Montreal screw job. So, Rock is beating Hogan once again, but now he's a real heel. You know, he's he cheats. He's not fair. He has new music. He has a new attitude. I mean, Vince and Rock are, you know, are you know, holding the hands up. You know, almost shades of uh, Survivor Series 1998 when The Rock became champion for the first time. And uh, Rock goes up the aisle and he pulls out his hand and he shakes Vince's hand. Now, 
the aftermath of this match, this doesn't really have anything to do with Hogan, but you know, with Rock. But Hogan is in the middle of the ring and he's bleeding and Vince comes out and he takes off his jacket and his shirt. He's got the Hogan shirt that says sucks brother on the on the back and he rips the shirt and mocks uh, mocks Hogan. It's quite something to see. Now this pretty much covers Rock on SmackDown because the Rock is about to switch to Raw which is going to be the feud with Austin. This Austin has just come back at this pay-per-view. So we will talk about that after this. Now we're going to talk about Rock on Raw in 2003. February 24th, 2003, The Rock switches to Raw. We open the show. Eric Bischoff is in the middle of the ring. He says he's just signed the biggest signing he's ever got. And out comes The Rock. The new music, the swagger, and everything. And Rock is in, they're in Toronto. And he says, you know, finally, you know, ah, who cares? <laughs> and here he is basically just trolling the crowd. He just makes fun of everything. He, he's like, he's like, yeah, you cheer because you say Toronto. He's like, that's where we live. You know, he calls them out for booing him in two, uh, WrestleMania 18, which is where where the um, the match with the first Hogan and Rock took place. And he's, you know, he's not happy with them, booing him there. He says, Hogan's not here. You know, he, you know it doesn't matter what you people think. He, you know, he, he pretty much takes all his catchphrases and shoves them right at the audience. And, you know, he talks to one guy, he says, this guy, he gets no pie. He, you know, he calls him out for the Raw anniversary and uh, not winning Superstar of the Decade. It's great. He's like, he, he says, you know, he makes one uh, a joke about, you know, he says, you know, blah, 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 you know, then, then the Maple Leafs suck. Booze, booze, booze. And he sets his sights on the world title. He said he's, he's looking at getting the world title. Wants to become the champion again. And he cuts the if you smell what the rock, and he says, no, 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 you lost your privileges, only I get to say it, is cooking. It's, it's great. Now backstage, um, rock is interrupted by the hurricane. He calls him the Hamburglar, which is funny. He's, um, rock is going to be in a battle royal later on that night. And hurricanes, you know, Pretty much this is starting the uh, a little feud between Rock and Hurricane. You know, Rock, Dwayne Johnson is all about getting over people. And he really helped get over Hurricane. You know, talking about him, you know, calling him the Hamburglar and stuff there. But I mean, you know, when they get in the ring, you know, he, he gives them something. It's not just like a, 
a nothing thing. And then The Rock, you know, there's the battle royal. And, you know, all the guys are, you know, all the guys are fighting. The Rock gets out of the ring. He goes to the announce table. And it's like, you know, he's taking a break here. You know, he's tired. It's a lot of people out there. You know, he can't see. He's tired. You know, let me, you know, get, get a breather. And he sees everybody kind of like getting uh, down there. And he comes in there and uh, he runs down there. <laughs> and he eliminates Kane and Christian. And he waits till he comes in. And he's a DDT's uh, Booker T. And then um, amazingly, you know, he's about to throw uh, Booker T over the top rope. And Booker T swings it around. And it's, it's Rock who gets eliminated clean. Once again, going back to Dwayne Johnson. He is here, but he is putting over people. He helped put over Booker T by losing to him clean. And it's great. I mean, you know, so now, we, now we're uh, the next uh, week on Raw, March 3rd, 2003. And The Rock is, uh, you know, bullying Coach backstage, and he says, yes, how long has it been here, you know? You know, you, know, you, don't, you, don't, get to t- you don't get to interview The Rock. The Rock interview. Get, get lost. You know, he goes back in the dressing room, and he's looking around, and he sees that the hurricane is in his dressing room and you know the rock says you know he you know he's making fun of him for going over the top rope for losing a book of tea and and, and rock's like no 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 no, no. The, the rock tripped and you can hear the crowd go and then he goes no the rock said he tripped it, it, you know it's it's so great they have such a great um chemistry together hurricane and and the rock and the and so the hurricane, you know, he starts making fun of the hurricane. He says, he says, what are you going to do? You got braces on. He shows the braces. He says, what are you going to do? You know, get, go sell band candy? <laughs> I mean, he's great just putting over, getting himself over and getting the other person over. He's a true pro. His character, you know, his character is cocky and all, but The Rock isn't afraid, the man, Dwayne Johnson, isn't afraid to let somebody get one over him, which you don't see with a lot of top guys. It's very rare do you see that. So, you know, The Rock is booed, you know, he's, then he's talking to like an AD, nothing much is really happening there. Uh, Bischoff and The Rock threatens, you know, you know, Rock threatens to leave, you know, and then Austin's out there, and Rock interrupts Austin, and it's, he starts cutting a promo on, uh, I believe they're in Long Island, he cuts a promo on them, and he says, hey, 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 it's not the Rock's fault, you guys don't live in Manhattan, <laughs> and he says he's done it all, he's done everything there is, the only thing he hasn't done is defend. Beat Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. This is the past two times The Rock has faced the Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. The Rock has lost at WrestleMania 15 and at WrestleMania 17. So this would be the third match. So The Rock is gung ho. He wants Austin. 
Now, Bischoff comes out and he says, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't just have to do that. You have a choice. You can face, you can face Stone Cold or you can face Triple H for the world title. The choice is yours. Because if you win your match next week against Booker T, you get the choice. So that's great and everything. And then uh, he throws out... Um, three-minute warning who get, you know, stunned by, uh, by Austin. As Austin's in the middle of the ring and The Rock comes out to confront Austin and Austin and Rock brawl and Austin tries to stun him, Stone Cold stun him, but he gets out of the ring and he runs away once again showing the cocky Rock that he's become. So this takes us to March 10th, 2003, and The Rock is, uh, he's standing in the doorway with his bag, waiting to meet Bischoff, and he coughs, and he goes, <clears throat> and, you know, he's getting pretty pissed because he doesn't feel he's being taken care of. You know, The Rock needs to be taken care of. He feels, you know, he's pretty much telling Bischoff. And The Rock says, he is facing Stone Cold Steve Austin at Mania. No one else. So basically, the Rock and Booker T match is not happening tonight. Which, if we look at that from a WWE standpoint, I think that's false advertising and kind of lame. And this was when they were kind of doing this all the time. You know, it's supposed to be Rock and Booker T, and we don't get that. And the Rock is, um, we flash forward a little bit later on during the night, the Rock is playing his guitar. And The Rock and, and Hurricane are talking and, you know, he's like, are you ready to face The Rock? You know, and he starts saying, what do you got? You got, you know, your Hamburglar powers? And it, you know, and The Rock says he has tons of power. You know, he's making fun of everything about him. And then he uh, sucker punches Hurricane. Sucker punches him. And then we go to uh, Austin Bischoff. Rock interrupts Austin, makes Rock feel, says Austin makes Rock feel like a youngin. Austin makes Rock feel, you know, less manly. Actually, no, I, I wrote that. <laughs> because when the Rock and uh, this version of the Rock and Stone Cold are in the ring, I'm sorry, Stone Cold comes off as like the real man here. And he comes out and he says, he's done it all and you ain't seen nothing. And he's going to, you know, he talks about he wants to have a rock concert. And, uh, you know, you know, hinting at the, the rock concert that he's going to do. Because he's, you know, he says, you ain't, you ain't nothing. And the way he says, you ain't nothing, hints at the rock concert that's going to come a couple of weeks later. The way he said it was almost exactly like the way he sung the song. So it's it's kind of a fun thing to look at looking back. So, the you know, Rock, you know, comes down and he says, you know, you want The Rock to come and meet you, Stone? He says, ah, nah. And, you know, Austin scared, accuses Rock of being scared. And Rock kind of sells the fear, which is great. It's great stuff. Now, we come... To the main event of the show, and it's Rock versus Hurricane, and uh, Rock puts on uh, Hurricane's cape, 
which is funny as he's beating him up and everything. And, you know, The Rock's pretty much got Hurricane beat. He's going to win. And Austin's music interrupts. And this match is pretty boring. There's not really much to talk about. I mean, I could talk about this match, but really the, the cape and Austin interfering is the only thing that matters. And The Rock is distracted, and Hurricane rolls him up. And one, two, three, Hurricane beats The Rock. Once again, saying how what a great man Dwayne Johnson is. He lets The Hurricane beat him. And it... It's not just like this forgettable thing. It's great. So now we go to March 17, 2003. Rocket's stopped by uh, Theodore Long, Theodore R. Long, and he's got a magazine. And who's on the cover? The Hurricane. <laughs> and the Rock is going to bury, he's like, a little pissed. He's like, you know, you know, like, no, 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 you know. And the next match is Hurricane versus Rodney Mack, which is Theodore Long's uh, guy. And uh, the match is awful and nobody cares. And he comes back out and he throws Hurricane over the top rope and he hits him with a chair and, and then Rock leaves. This is kind of the Rock getting his uh, revenge on Hurricane. And Rock comes in a little bit later on in the night. He sees Eric Bischoff. And he shows him his Willie Nelson guitar. And this is, he says he's going to do a rock concert. And, and Bischoff's like, no, 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 we, 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 we can't do it in here. He's like, what are you, are you kidding me? We're not going to do it in St. Louis. We're going to do it somewhere else. Not in St. Louis. I mean, have you seen this town? <laughs> it's great. It's good stuff. He's just amazing at this character. And so... Austin is facing Bischoff, and it was supposed to be a lumberjack match, but Rock said, no, 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 you don't need a lumberjack match, you just need The Rock, so make it no DQ, and The Rock will come down and save you. You bring down your boy, Chief Morley, which makes no sense. I mean, this was kind of insulting to me as a viewer watching this, as I'm like, you built up for the past two hours that we're going to have this lumberjack match, and now... Actually, the, the night, the, the week before they talked about it. And it comes to the night and, and Rock changes it and it's like, what was the point of that? This was my problem with a lot of the Raw storytelling here is there wasn't a lot of thought being put into it. It seemed like they were just flying by the seat of their pants. So, Austin is beating up Bischoff because... Uh, Bischoff didn't do the hand, the lumberjack match, which was basically going to be a handicap match. And so it's no DQ instead. And Rock kindly comes down. He stuns Austin. He hits the Stone Cold Stunner, Austin's own move. And it's two count. And, and you know, Rock gets thrown out of the ring. And Austin pretty much uh, um, Stone Cold stuns Bischoff. And it's one, two, three. And I don't know, Bischoff has got to be the dumbest man in the world to have taken that offer. So after the match, The Rock gets the rock bottom on Austin. And he mocks Austin by drinking beer. He's walking off, he's drinking beer, and he's like, you know, ha ha, you know, The Rock. The Rock is here. 
Now we come to March 24th, 2003, Raw. It's Sacramento. And this is cut from the network, but as uh, Bischoff basically has Stone Cold Steve Austin escorted out of the building at the very beginning of the show. And as he's being escorted out by cops, Rock has got the guitar and he's playing Jailhouse Rock. And he's going, one phone again, the moon is going again. I don't, I don't know the, the lyrics to this song. So, so, you know, Eric tells Rock, because Rock wants another favor from Eric Bischoff. And he's like, look, every time I do a favor for you, it seems like I'm getting beat up. So let's not, uh, let's not do that. And Rock tells uh, Eric, you know, get some speakers out there. Put some speakers out there so that, you know, Austin can hear the Rock's concert. And this is the Rock Concert 1. And this is so funny. So entertaining. <laughs> so the Rock is coming out. He's got, you know, they got the red carpet in the ring. He's got his Willie Nelson guitar. He's in the ring. In, in the ring, he's like, "Welcome, welcome to an evening with the Rock." <laughs> it's so great. He's got like Perrier water <laughs> on the stand there. It's so him. It's perfectly Hollywood Rock. And he says, "You know what? The best part of being in uh, Sacramento is in a couple of hours, the Rock is gonna leave Sacramento." And then he starts playing songs, and you know, you, you don't, I don't really know exactly what songs he's playing. They're kind of like mashups of things. I don't know. Maybe you would know what they are, but I didn't. So he says, you know, hey, don't don't get mad at him because you know his good friend Keel O'Neill called him the Sacramento Queens, and you get more booze and everything, and he's as living Sacramento, Sacramento. There I go, right. <laughs> says, I might take a train, I might take a plane, how do you people live here, you must be insane, live in Sacramento, Sacramento, I won't go, <laughs> and he goes, but I'll be sure to be back when the Lakers beat the Kings in May, and booze, 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 and then he says it one more time, he says, but I'll sure to be back when the Lakers beat the Kings in May. It's just trolling the crowd. It is something to be seen. It is so funny. Uh, then he says, you know, he starts, you know, going, you know, Austin, Austin, is he out there? He's, he's you know, he's selling bootleg t-shirts of The Rock. You know, you can't, you know, $5, $5. <laughs> it's so funny. And then he starts going, you ain't nothing but a redneck. <laughs> He goes, whip Austin's ass again. The Rock can't wait to whip Austin's ass again. <laughs> it's so funny. And then we hear, you know, then we see um, uh, Austin has, uh, has drove and driven the truck into the arena. We hear the, the glass break. The Rock's like, get these cops. Cops, get them out of here. Get them out of here. And we see from the, from the uh, truck. Is the hurricane. He says, oh, that's not Austin. That's the Hamburglar. Arrest him. Arrest him. Get him out of here. They, they put him out of there. And then he goes, he goes back to his singing. And unbeknownst to him, 
Austin is in the back of the truck. Now the security's gone. There's nobody to protect Rock. He has no idea. So he's still cutting songs while Austin is like slowly stands up. And you can see the whole crowd just erupt with, with cheers. <laughs> they know what's going to happen now. And Rock is in the middle of the rig cutting, <laughs> singing songs about Stone Cold Steve Austin. He goes, you know, he's like, well, well you know, he's like, <laughs> It's so funny. And he's, you know, he's, you know, he, he's still singing the song. And, you know, Austin is walking around the track. He still hasn't seen him. Finally, he sees him. He's miked. So when he's <laughs> beating him up, you can hear the, you can hear his, ah, 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 <laughs> as he's getting punched. It's so great. <laughs> and he's. Oh man, he he keeps getting beat up, and um, so you know, you know, Austin's in the middle of the ring. He's got the Willie Nelson guitar. He, <laughs> you know, he strums it a little bit. He's kind of goading uh, the Rock to come back. He's like, "Hey, hey, don't touch that. that. That's the Rock's guitar. That's the Rock's guitar. That you can't break that." And he drops the guy, and the Rock is kind of slowly sauntering in, and he's. Pumps the guitar right there, and the rock lets out this. Ah! Ah! It's the funniest thing as he's doing it. And then he rock, uh, Austin pulls up the guitar that's like been smashed to bits and like plays just the strings and throws the thing out. It's, it's so great. And uh, rock leaves, rock leaves, and um, yeah, it's a great segment for the go-home show of uh of raw although afterwards they did this thing where mcmahon came out and i was like why didn't why wasn't that the end of the show <laughs> makes no sense to me so now we are at wrestlemania 19 and it is rock austin 3 and it's a pretty good video package and everything's built up well. Earlier in the show, The Rock cuts a heel promo talking about how, you know, he's about beating Austin at, at Mania will be so wonderful, be the best thing that's ever happened to The Rock. The Rock needs this to happen. And then he says, the only thing that matters is not take one, not take two, but take three. Actually, he says act three. He says not act one, not act two, but act three. The end is the only thing that matters. It's a really good promo. Now we get the video package. Really good video package. I don't know if it's as good as WrestleMania 17, but it's pretty good. And that sets the stage for Rock Austin 3. And the music hits. And we get the long entrance and the long ramp. It's WrestleMania. They're in Safeco Field. Allegedly, 56,000 fans, March 30th, 2003. And they're both, you know, they both have the long entrance. And they're both there. And a lot of people don't know this, but Austin was actually in the hospital the night before. He, uh, he had like a fever. He was like severely dehydrated. This was actually at one point going to close the show of WrestleMania 19. But after that, they kind of... They pushed it to the running up. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I assume it did. 
So this is basically, people don't know this, but this is Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. And it's not really announced to the crowd or anything, but a lot of people backstage knew this is probably going to be his last match. So let's get to the match. Starts off with some brawling. I mean, Rock seems a little gassed as far as I'm concerned because he doesn't seem like he has the cardio he once had, but I don't know. That, that might not be so. Uh, King, Jerry the King Lawler, is kind of annoying as a heel commentator here because he just keeps talking about Hollywood Rock. <laughs> it's just kind of... Um, Austin's in control pretty much in the beginning of the match. There's the sharpshooter. Jim Ross says it's a, this is a wrestling match. Uh, at one point, Rock slaps Earl on accident when he's uh, doing something outside the ring. The Rock puts on Stone Cold Steve Austin's vest, which has DMR on it, and I still don't know what the hell that means. Rock hits a stunner on him. It's the hits his own move. They, they've been preparing for this for a while. We get a stunner, but Austin, uh, you know, he's not going to lose to the his own move. This crowd is slowly coming back. Rock hits his people elbow, but he misses. You know, he doesn't connect. He hits it a second time this time. They play they play off of the kick out of the you know the rock bottom and the kick out of the second rock bottom, and I mean Rock is you know. Rock is like eyeing him and he gets the third rock bottom it's three rock bottoms to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and we get the long sell in the end this is the end of the feud and uh, kind of a lot of the cockiness of Rock dissipates at the end of this match because he kind of gives this moment to Stone Cold Steve Austin because I think he knew as well that this was Stone Cold's last match so he's, he's stepping out of that ring, and this is Stone Cold Steve Austin's last moment. He's walking up that ramp. All eyes are on him, and it's played up really big. And you have Jim Ross really, you know, playing up how important a match this was to Stone Cold Steve Austin and to, to his career. It's a really good send-off. We don't know that it's the end of his career, but the people in the back know, and they're treating it as it. So that covers his first part in Raw. Now we're going to go to the last month of Hollywood Rock. This will be the end of this run. Sad, it was short, but, you know, I don't know how much more you could have gotten out of it. And this will be Rock's lead-up to his match with Goldberg. And we will talk about that after this. Okay. The last month of rock, Hollywood rock. And we are now at March 31st, 2003. This is the Raw after WrestleMania, and we start the show. The Rock is backstage, and he's cleaning his glasses, and he's saying, you know, I think I got a pimple here. You know, put some makeup on there. And he's talking to a guy named uh, Fernando. He's like, Fernando, put the, put the makeup on there. 
you know. And he says it's it's rock appreciation night. So tonight is going to be rock appreciation night. Kind of similar to rock concert. <laughs> so rock is looking for Stone Cold. Stone Cold's already been like fired by Eric Bischoff at the beginning of this show. And he's backstage and he's got a he's got an energy drink with him. And he's talking to some of the crew and he says, Hey, cheer up. You don't need to be worried about, you know, Steve Austin. You got the rock here. You know, this is the rock appreciating. You know this is gonna be an after party and everything. And uh, you know you guys can't come, but you know, you can, you know, come outside maybe and look and it's sad. It's it's so great. He's trolling them. He's like, You can't come in, but you know, you can you know could like stand outside. <laughs> so now we get to rock appreciation night. A rocker swaggers in, you know. And Jim Ross is really annoyed with King here because he just won't shut up about the Hollywood stuff. And, you know, at one point Jim Ross says, yeah, everybody came to see the rock. He's like, you're making me sick here, King. It, it, it's great. <laughs> rock is coming out. He's, he, you know, he riles the crowd up here by, you know, by talking about it. He says he's basically, he, this is basically him saying, look, you know, I have done it all. I've beaten everybody. Austin, this. He's listing all the people out. He's like, there's nothing left for him to do. And he says, you don't appreciate The Rock, so this will be the last night you will ever see The Rock again. And he's, you know, talking about it. And he goes on and on, and he's stalling a little bit. And then, boom, Goldberg's music hits. Bill Goldberg's music hits. And you got to understand, Goldberg, we haven't seen him since WCW in 2001. So it's almost been two years we've seen this guy. And here he is. He's coming out. And he's, you know, coming out. They do all his pyro and everything. And the crowd is, like, just losing him. <laughs> Goldberg is returned, and he's going he's gonna to take care of this punk sitting in the ring. The Rock, who won't shut up. And The Rock, you know, standing there. And Goldberg picks up the mic, and he says, So, Rock, you want to know who's next, huh? You're next! And he spears Rock. Our rock is like pretty much just down. Goldberg's spear is, is like a tackle. It's not like most guys do the spear in wrestling. It looks like it hurts like hell. And he is pretty much down. And that's how we end the show. Rock, rock now has the opponent. He hasn't beaten Goldberg. So this will take us to April 7th, 2003. And The Rock sees Bischoff, and he's pissed that Goldberg speared him. He says, you know, he says, you know he's going to come. I'm going to confront Goldberg, you know. And he's like, you know, I, I'm afraid of Goldberg. I'm going I'm to confront him. A little later, we, we see he's walking down the hall, and he sees Trish. And he's kind of coming on to her, and he says, you know, you don't like it all. You know, you're looking hot there, honey. You know, you're looking good. And she's like, I'm, you know, I'm sweaty and wet. And he's like, she's like, he's like, oh, you're sweaty and wet for the, you know, the rock here, you know. And Trish is like, no, I'm just sweaty and wet. 
And he's like, well, you know, you got to be careful. And, and Jeff Hardy's in back of him. He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> the Rock doesn't have time for you. <laughs> and Jeff Hardy's like, you know, it's too bad I saw, you know, Goldberg just lay you out. <laughs> and he, you know, walks away. He says, you know what, you're going to face, you know, you're going to face the Rock. Huh? You're going to face the Rock here. And at one point, uh, you know, Trish and Jeff are kind of like just disgusted with him. Like, who the hell does this guy think he is? And so here we are. The Rock is in his dressing room to get ready. Christian knocks on the door and he says, um, he's, you know, he's, you know, The Rock is talking to him and he's saying, you know, the thing I want to talk to you about is, you know, you need to be more. You need to be better. You're not taking advantage of all the opportunities you have because you're much better than most of these guys here. And, and at one point, Christian pulls out the DVD, a DVD of the Scorpion King, and he wants it signed for his friend. And he says, okay, so who does The Rock make it out to? And he says, uh, Christian. And I'm like, okay, to Christian. <laughs> What's up the, the eyebrow like, wait a minute, your name's Christian. <laughs> it's so great. He's like, oh, my, my friend is going to just love this. It's so great that we see, that we see Rock and Christian. And they're going to kind of sort of become like a, a short-term duo here. So this takes us to Rock versus Jeff Hardy. And Rock goes right after him. He's like beating on him. He, you know, it looks like he's got bruises on him, but it's really uh, Jeff Hardy's face paint. And he's beating on him. He's beating on him. And uh, uh, Hardy does a people's elbow. Uh, Hardy does the swanton. Rock counts, kicks out at two. It's a rock bottom, one, two, three. There's not really much that happens in this match. It's it's pretty boring. It's pretty paint by numbers. I'm just going to be honest with you. I did not really care uh, watching it. So The Rock throws Hardy over the top rope, and and uh, Jim Ross sells it well. He's like, look at, look at Rock. He just throws him over the top rope like a piece of garbage. And Rock grabs the mic, and he calls out Goldberg. And he says, you know, why don't you just bring it? bitch and Goldberg comes out and he's standing right in front of them and everything and he says you you want to face you, the rock you you want to face the rock at backlash and he's like nah <laughs> he steps out of the ring and runs back once again showing the cockiness it's it's fantastic stuff here and Christian um, comes in from behind but he gets speared he's pretty much useless against Goldberg and Rock comes in, but, you know, cowards away because Goldberg is, like, right, you know, turns right around. The Rock is only going to attack him if he's from behind. And he turns away, and he says, you know, no, you don't need, you don't need to fight him. And he runs out of the arena, and then that, he runs out of the arena, and they show him, like, pretty much running down the steps and going out the building. He grabbed his stuff. He hasn't even changed out of his gear. He's getting out of there. So Awesome. Rock just... Such the troll. Such a troll and such a coward. Perfect heel. It's so good. April 14, 2003. 
Rock's not here. There's really not much to talk about here. He cuts a promo uh, via satellite and says, you know, we're in West Virginia. Is <laughs> they're in West Virginia, even though they're actually in Richmond, Virginia. And he says, he's got a new, he's got a new guitar. And he says, you know what? It's going to be a rock concert too in Atlanta. And he makes fun of Goldberg's ag- aggression. And he says, you know, you know, what is you know, a whisker biscuit going to do? And he says, you know what, you want the Rocket Backlash? You got the Rocket Backlash. So it's going to be the Rock and Goldberg at Backlash. Nothing else happens on the show that is interesting other than that. April 21st, 2003, Rock arrives in a stretch Hummer for his Rock Concert 2. He calls it Rock Lana. And uh, Terry interviews him, Terry Runnels. Uh, Rock doesn't really say anything of importance. It's really just kind of trolling the crowd. It's good stuff, though. Rock Concert 2. Comes out, trolls the crowd. He says, I got Goldberg right here. He brings out Gilberg, which is the mockery that WWE did in the 1998 to 1999 of Goldberg. Basically, a guy who's bald and short and dressed like Goldberg, but... Nowhere near the impressive physique and pretty much a jobber in the business. <laughs> he didn't really do a lot of, have a lot of good matches. I hear the guy that plays him, Gilberg, uh, Dwayne Gill, is a really nice guy. So I, I'm sure he enjoyed this. Rock cuts a promo. He says, you know, you don't want to choke just like the Braves here. <laughs> and he uh, says the song, Devil Went Down to Georgia, and he... Makes fun of Goldberg, and he's got uh, Gilberg, and he's making fun of him, and he's, it, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's not as good as Rock Concert 1, but it, it's, it's funny. Goldberg shows up, he, you know, security comes out. The security was useless because Goldberg pretty much just takes care of the uh, security in like one uh, swell swoop. Rock finally, Rock bottoms, Goldberg, then he runs away to his limo. He's hightailing it out of there. He's back in the limo, and he's out of this arena. And Goldberg is, runs to his car, which is like this hot rod that he came in. It's really nice. Unfortunately, it stalls, and it doesn't work. So Goldberg decides to run after the Rock on foot, which makes absolutely no sense. So he's off to face, uh, to, to run after Goldberg's limo. I mean, The Rock's limo. Makes no sense. This, at this point in time, I felt like they were scratching the barrel here. They had no idea what to do. It looked like they were rehashing exactly what they did with Austin. Except this time they're doing it with Goldberg, and it's not as good. I'm just going to be honest here. So Rock, we find out that Rock never actually left. He just duped Goldberg. So he says, you know, it's an encore. The Rock has got an encore coming up. He comes out, he's ready to sing. I don't think he sings any songs. Goldberg shows back up. Uh, Christian helps Rock. He's not very useful, but, you know, he's a little bit of help. And Rock, this time, has a chair. He hits Goldberg seven times with the chair. Pretty stiff shots. 
So Goldberg is now looking for revenge against Rock. And this is going to lead us to the very end of Hollywood Rock. April 27th, 2003. This is the end of the run. Rock shows up to the arena. He's talking to Lillian Garcia. He pulls out his arm. He says, feel that. And she's like, it's big. And he's like, oh yeah, you bet it's big, honey. You bet it's big. <laughs> it's so great. Good stuff. And uh, Rock versus Goldberg. And Rock uh, cuts a promo on Goldberg before the show. They're in Worcester, Massachusetts. One thing I noticed about the entrance, there's no ramp. Which is kind of interesting. It felt like the entrances were longer than the match. Rock cut a pretty good promo backstage. There really is nothing of importance to really talk about here. So we get to the match. Goldberg comes out. This was not a good place to debut Goldberg because they're in Worcester, Massachusetts. Not Goldberg's stomping ground. This is WWE stomping ground, and a lot of them don't like WCW. And they are booing Goldberg, and it's loud, and you can notice it. So Rock stalls. He's trying to, you know, get the crowd to, you know, boo him, but they don't want to boo Rock. They like Rock. Rock's got the white trunks on. He's, uh, he does a test of strength with Goldberg. Goldberg wins. It's boring. Goldberg is being booed. Rock slaps Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg, you know, Rock blocks the spear. Rock hits a low blow. Really nothing happened. This is a really nothing match. Rock bottom on Goldberg. Two count. Elbow, people's elbow. Two count. The crowd loves Rock. They could care less about Goldberg. Goldberg spears Rock. Then he, you know, is ready. He spears him again. So we got two spears. Goldberg is being booed out of the building. Jackhammer. Goldberg beats Rock. One, two, three. And that is the end of Rock, Hollywood Rock. Goldberg goes out. Now, after the show is over, Rock comes out and he's, he's trolling the crowd. The, the crowd loves him, so he's going to play up to it. He talks about, he says, there's a new record, new record. Uh, I don't think I've ever got my ass whooped any f faster. <laughs> he jokes around with that. He tells the crowd, he says, look, I'm going to be going away for a while. I know, I know, I know, you know, but I'll be back. And then he cuts the, if you smell what the rock is cooking, but the old, if you smell what the rock is cooking, no heel, loud, the crowd loves him. And that says goodbye to Rock and his heel character. Now, Rock returns on June 2nd, 2003, but he basically is a face there, and it's not Hollywood Rock anymore. Although he does come out to the music, but I think that's the last time we see the uh, Hollywood Rock music. And it was a great run, and I would like to talk about... After this, I will talk about what I think The Rock's run meant. So to sum it up, Hollywood Rock, Rock 2003, Heel Rock. 
one of my favorite incarnations of rock, as you can see. He really played into his entertaining aspect. Also, he showed he could be the cowardly heel. He was kind of winking at the audience toward the end there. I mean, it kind of felt like he was almost turning himself face because he became so entertaining that like you, you couldn't keep him heel. But I like this rock. I, I love the music. I thought that was such a cool twist. I mean, people still talk about Hollywood rock to this day, wrestling fans, so it really hit. I mean, it's only three months, but people still remember this era of rock. Uh, for me, it was, it was great because I always loved 1998 to 1999 heel rock, which he was so good as a heel, he turned himself face, which basically is what happens here. It's, it was a good run. Uh, toward the end, I didn't really like it. The Goldberg feud was just, it felt paint by numbers. Vince McMahon had no idea how to use him. But the Austin stuff, the Hogan stuff, that was all great. The, I, for me, my favorite part was probably up to the Rock Appreciation Night. After that, it kind of just falls off a cliff. I, I don't feel like they knew what to do anymore after that but Hollywood rock will always have a soft spot in my heart just a great time to see the rock he embraced all the things that people were saying about him and he turned them into positives some of his best mic work he showed how entertaining he could be he showed what a good worker he was he, Dwayne Johnson put over so many people. Look at him. He's working with Jeff Hardy. He's working with Hurricane. He's working with Booker T. He made all those guys better. He helped guys. Uh, look at him. He was willing to lose to Goldberg in like 10 minutes. <laughs> He's such a giving performer. And this is, this just shows how good The Rock is. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of the DMF. I'd like to thank you for listening. If you have any comments or you'd like anything specific covered, please let me know on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My handle is basically Justin Yance. So if you know my name, you can find my stuff. So I'd like to say thank you, and I will see you next time on the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance. Thank you.